all the ding dongs be forgot and the do do baba I've never known. Never will. Never known, never will. Happy New Year, nearly. Happy New Year. Oh, boy. Now, I'm going to be in Mexico yes, you will. Uh, for New Year's, but do you, ha- do you and Ben have plans? We don't really have plans yet. We don't really have plans yet. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can afford to do at the end of the year. It might be a handful of friends over and uh, we watch the ball drop. Great. Who knows? Well, this is coming out a little before New Year's, so if you got something good going, yeah. shoot Dave a message. Yeah, and, that'd be uh, great. That'd be great. Maybe he'll grace you. Uh, 2019, a year. It was a year. It was a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, a year that I uh, emerge from exhausted. Army crawling, I always say that, but truly army crawling across yeah. the finish line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never needed a year to end quite so badly. Personally, a lovely year. Yeah. In the world, though, kind of a bummer. Truly a bummer. And I'm also, t- you know, t- I'm looking forward to 2020 for many reasons, obviously, because we're going to have a new president. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm turning 40 at the That's so exciting. My age always lines up perfectly with the year because I was born oh. in 1980. So it's all, you know, so it feels like a clean slate for all of us, but especially me. Yeah. <laughs> they say so. Oh, the 40s. You're going to love them. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. It's, it is, it does feel like a, uh, it's a shameful age to admit to in a no. strange way, but no, absolutely why not. should it be? No. That's the first thing that will happen is that you'll just stop giving a shit. Great. I yeah. look forward to it. Yeah, no, no, as I livable. say this, I'm still 39, but looking forward to giving less of a shit. Mm-hmm. How about your, um, I mean, I know we didn't prepare this, but any highlights and lowlights, uh, okay. peaks and valleys peaks of 2019 for you personally? Uh, uh, personally, like getting to write a show in Ireland over the summer was That's fantastic. Big I peak. spent uh, a long time with some of the smartest people I've ever had a chance to write with, mm-hmm. um, and I got to be in Ireland, and I got to make something that I'm really proud of. That is, uh, that we hope to make a real thing. That was fucking amazing. That's uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You? Um, got to think on this one. Oh. Did anything good? I well, I was it 2019. I made a pilot. Yeah, I think that was 20. Yes, that yeah, was. was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels like 100 years ago. That punch-up was did. at the beginning of this year. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Oh, I that got was to a shoot a pilot. Too, That's a highlight. That was that was really fun and something I never thought I'd get to. You know, I went to Vancouver and got to work with an amazing director and cast. And um, it was, uh, yeah, um, a badge of honor. I will say the... The valley, the the low was what came immediately after when that pilot was not picked up. Sure. And I knew that, you know, going in that that's always, you know, the, the chances are pretty high. But to not really have anything else going on professionally yeah. was a bit of a dip. Sure. Um, but thank God I got to come here every week and see you. Thank you. And you have a monstrous level of talent that is like the next thing is going to sort itself stop, out. Stop, stop. All of these, there's, it's the nonstop uh, up and down a roller coaster ride, uh, and that stinks. But that's the way it goes. You're on We're the, on next the thing. ride. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know that. Um, not to like. I think just thinking about things that happened this year, mm-hmm. um, everything was so shitty and so tacky and so awful for like all day long, yeah. multiple times every single day. 
that we didn't have time to react to anything. Mm. Um, over the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the president of the United States tweeted out a Photoshop of his uh, his head on Rocky Balboa's body. Oh, I don't know if God. you saw that. Yes, unfortunately. But that was a real thing, and and it, it you know it gets lost down this roaring river of just like nonsense. Yeah. Um, but like this soggy bitch. Like oh, sends like bitch. sends this fucking picture out into the world, and it's just it's not the top. St- like Howard Dean made a noise with his mouth, yeah, fifteen years Lost ago, everything. and it's the only thing that people know about him. He made a weird noise with his yeah. mouth. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, this this guy like fucking tops that ev- multiple every, times a day, yeah. every single day. And I know I'm not saying anything like new or interesting, but just that particular thing. I just thought about it, and I was like, was that a dream? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a dream. It was a real thing. That this soaking wet weirdo i don't know that's that's pers- it really is hard to muster up any feeling about him because it is so overbearing and ever present mm-hmm. but we're looking at a year where hopefully that will you know cease to be oh dear god put him in the thing where they stick your head in and your hands in and let's throw let's throw tomatoes out. i'm ready yeah who do we have this week oh my god Jill Gutowitz. Oh, right. This is Jill Gutowitz. This is, uh, speaking of highlights of the year. Oh, my God. You want to know, like, I have robbed this woman of quotes and jokes. Of course. She is one of the funniest people I've ever talked to. Um, I, fuck, oh, God, I just, I think she is an absolute dream. Uh, She writes for Elle. She has appeared in The New Yorker. Um, She is hilarious. She's a, a dream mixture of hilarious and horny. Yes, the two H's. I love that. I and, love that. And like vulnerable and real. Yeah. And like I do sometimes when I know some, she has a big Twitter presence and yeah. is so hilarious on Twitter. And sometimes we meet those people in real life and you're like, oh, you don't even know how to interact with a human. Yeah. Like we've had a lot of, we never talked about this, but people that I sort of knew from Twitter first and then came on this show and in these conversations, they literally don't make eye contact. They don't right. know how to make eye contact. Right. They're, you're, you're like, hey, eyes up here, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Jill Gutowitz, not one of those no. people. No. Um, she's, uh, I'd say, a very, very special. Say it. It's simply the truth. She's so, simply the best. Happy New Year from us to you. Uh, our gift is this conversation with Jill Gutowitz. We're back with Jill Gutowitz. Yes. I said it right. Yes, Gutowitz. Yeah. You were telling us that because people often think it's Gutowitz. Yeah, my nickname in high school was Gouda, like the cheese, um, mm-hmm. because people thought it was Gutowitz. And I would correct them all the time, but it just seemed to stick. It was like that was what people wanted, and so that's what it was. Some of my like longest-term friends still call me Gutowitz, and I'm like, eh. I don't even hear it anymore. Sure. I mean, as nicknames go, Gouda is strong. It, it is pretty, pretty good. good. I like the, I, it's kind of like a, a good combo of like, it's a funny cheese, but it's also kind of like endearing. It's not mm-hmm. too gross or anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gouda. I liked it. It's a good one. Yeah. So what's in your, you know, pop culture diet at the moment? Is there a show you're obsessed with? Hmm. Um, I, I've been, I've been, I like just did this like five week job and I felt like I was in this void where I didn't consume anything. So I've been playing catch up the past like two weeks, um, since, um, and 
I've been really into Watchmen, although I have to say I don't understand it at all. That is the yeah. prevailing. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really entertaining. I mean, I think I just like I really like Regina yeah. and um, what's her name? Jean Smart. Like, yeah. God damn. They're awesome, but yeah, I, I I don't understand it at all. I don't know what the show is about. Um, if yeah. that answers the question at yeah. all, yeah, no. that's been my experience uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love Mrs. Fletcher. Oh, I've, yeah. I've been watching those like you know back to back. Although I I'm starting to think that they don't give you anything, which is I think good writing, but it is so frustrating by this point because I think there's only one or two episodes left at this point, and I'm like she has done nothing. I want to see her be a fucking freak, you know. Um, I'm not sure what, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the season finale. I think I, I'm really invested in all of the characters and I really like the show and I love Catherine Hahn. I love Catherine She's Hahn. She's so fire. But I've only seen the first couple and I love it, but I'm behind. Mm-hmm. But where are you with the son emotionally? Yeah, no, that's a good question um, because he is affecting uh, no matter how you feel about mm-hmm. him. He sucks so much. I oh, mean, yeah. like it's so... I feel like the actor is so good. Like, he's so good at playing this part. But he, he's the... It's like everyone knows a hundred of this guy, you know? Yeah. What's his deal? Uh, I haven't seen you haven't yet. seen it? It's no. like, he he's like the... I mean, to really boil it down, it's like he's like the high school bully who goes to college and, like, realizes that he, like... People don't like him. But, like, everything was really easy for him in high school. But I think, like, more so than that, it's a lot about, like, you know, his privilege and him making, like jokes that I think that kind of person in high school would get away with and have buddies being like, Oh, nice. Like, like, like microaggression rape jokes and stuff like that. Um, and like gay jokes, like just, I don't know, just like little stuff. That's like enough for people who understand the world to blanch at and be like, Jesus Christ. But also like the kind of thing that would fly at Thanksgiving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a scene, uh, I don't, I, I don't, this won't be a spoiler for you, but there's a scene in um, the fourth or fifth episode where um, his dad takes him to like uh, a college art installation um, and him, they're both jerks and they're both like kind of pushing each other around and they pick up this like art installation that's like a, some, some sort of like football that is supposed to do with rape culture. I think that it has like, certain words on it like it's i don't know it, i just remember it's it's a pink football and it was part of somebody's art project about rape culture and he, they like pick it up and start throwing it around and like it's like a joke and they keep joking about like patriarchy being like yeah like men suck we get it and like stuff like that where it's like it's just like they're shitty you know yeah. but on this like low burbling way where it's like we all know these people oh yeah um and so it's i think it's interesting to watch um the people hit the characters around him, like grapple with that, I guess. Mm -hmm. What do you think about him? I, he's alarmingly attractive. Um, (laughs) Really? He's Katie Seagal's son. Oh, okay. Um, looking him up right now. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's something really odd about like finding a, like a, an awful man attractive or endearing yeah, or yeah. and any, are you watching the morning show at all yeah I, I'm, I think I'm like four episodes in yeah like it's that. a similar thing where it's like it, it's so I just it's just bizarre that Steve Carell right. is like sort of written presented and I mean he's Steve Carell it's it is hard to not like him on yeah. a level but totally yeah it's, it's an interesting that's actually like to stack those against each other is interesting because I, I feel like the perspective that um, like the POV of Mrs. Fletcher is coming from the right place where it's like they're showcasing him as being shitty 
so that we can, you know, so that people understand, they're like, oh, I get it. Like, this is mm-hmm. who, you know, this guy. Whereas I feel like with Morning Show, some of it has pissed me off so much to watch because I'm like, a lot of it is like, do we need this? You know, like, do we really need this story right now about like this guy who, you know, is a sexual harasser, but not the bad kind. And yeah. like, you know, it's all this stuff that it kind of makes you feel it wants you to feel bad for him um, when it's kind of like. I don't know. Are there even shows where we're like feeling bad for the women that have been affected by this stuff yet? Um, So, but yeah, I mean, uh, with as as far as the Mrs. Fletcher character goes, um, I forget his name. Do you know his name? Mm, Mitch Mitch something. Hot shitty guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, I'm that's Steve Carell's. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Hot shitty guy. Don't know. Don't know. Brendan. 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 Baby Fletcher. Brendan. Okay. I I know that because I'm looking him up, and he is hot. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I think uh uh wait I don't even remember what I was saying. Mm. Just that he uh the perspective is different. What was I saying? Something I mean like that. I think that's the Sorry, that's I'm like the so gist branded. Uh well, let me ask you this before yes. we move on from the morning show. How what are your thoughts on Jennifer Aniston? Just in, in the general. morning show or in general? In general. I love her. I yeah. think she is like a well-rounded America's sweetheart type. I'm, I'm just going to see myself out. You don't like think, her? <laughs> no, I think she's great, but I just feel like I wouldn't, not, knowing this about you and about Matt, I'm just, I don't feel like I'm going to need to be here. Okay, That's yeah. the answer yeah. I wanted. You I'm, should yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt uh, loves her. Yeah. No, I think she's great. I feel like she is, um, I don't know, I feel like she has. A, she's one of those people who has a brand of movies where it's like, I want to watch a Jennifer Aniston movie, yeah, and you yeah, know exactly yeah, sure. what I'm talking about, and you know, and it's they're never. I don't think any of her movies are even like that bad well, or that cringy. Yeah, it's like something light and mm-hmm. you know that like 2000s kind of rom com where you know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Like, I love her movies. I think they're I love great. her movies. I love. I love like the morning show as just a a a victory for her mm-hmm, professionally. Totally. Yes. Uh, and the anger that she gets to express in it, it feels it's it's very easy to project all of your yeah. Jennifer Aniston, you know, narratives onto. I also her feel like, and this, yeah, maybe this is me projecting, but I feel like you can literally see her, like, I don't know, getting like it's like, um, I don't, what is the word? Like you can you can just see this release for her that it's like she's so. When she gets to release all this anger or whatever, like, you can tell it's so cathartic yeah. for her. Um, and again, maybe I'm projecting that, but, like, in the scenes where she gets to be angry and, like, whatever, like, it's just like, oh, fuck yeah, like, yeah. she's doing it. <laughs> and you can tell that she's, like, finally somebody's letting me do this, you know? We've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> we, all of us have, in the <laughs> Aniston community. Um, what else are you watching or Listen. What, what's in your think. like uh, whatever music app you use? What are your recent, Spotify uh-huh. recent um, downloads or searches? I'm I'm like a true like top forty girl. Like I like like pop garbage and like I I I don't defend it at all. I think it's like the more like vacuous it is, the more I'm gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean Taylor Swift is probably my favorite pop star. Oh. Although, you know, if you had asked me five years ago, like I would have been like, oh, Rihanna is my favorite pop star. But like I basically have forgotten about her because she has pivoted so hard to, I don't know, anything besides music. Right. Um, and five years ago, I also like wasn't super into Taylor Swift. Like I liked her. She had been around and I had like known her songs, but it's only been the past, um, you know, few years that I really like decided to lean into being a Taylor Swift fan, yeah. a Swifty. Um, like I, I love Ariana Grande. Um, 
I like the, you know, the Spotify girls that you can barely tell apart <laughs> in sure. style or voice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just like a lot of, I like Dua Lipa. I'm ready for more Love. Dua Lipa. I am oh, yeah. so ready for a new yeah. Dua Lipa album. Yeah, she is like, she's one of those people who I think like could literally, like her whole career is just like really good outfits, you know? Yeah. Like for, I feel like the first two years that I knew about her, I just followed her on Instagram. She had like really good kind of like sporty spice-esque mm-hmm. outfits. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I love this. I don't need to hear anything. I don't yeah. care who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That new rules video just blew my mind. It's oh, so good. It came out. I mean, it's great. It's the art direction on it is amazing, and mm-hmm. it's a, a great song. It's she's very hot, obviously. Like yeah. it's it all works, and I like her new song too. I feel like she um she has this cool thing of wanting to it like makes you want to dance. Like it's very like obviously club songs, but they're also emotional in a way that I'm like I should journal right now. I should you yeah. know what I mean? I should write about this. Yeah. Um. And and there's like a sophistication and and like yeah she's yeah clearly three years older than the other pop stars. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's just something, right. I don't know. Yeah. Something Although I will say the not. one thing that, well, on the Dua Lipa topic, the one thing that like totally has bummed me out about her in the past couple of years is like her, her boyfriend stuff. I, like she had, uh, not the guy she's dating right now who is a Hadid, um, but the guy before oh, they were like so intense on Instagram. And like I was saying, I, <laughs> I'm in it 90% for her outfits on Instagram. Yeah. And so when it became more about her boyfriend than her outfits, I you lost me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they broke up and now she's dating, I, is it his name Anwar Hadid? Uh, yes. Anwar Hadid. Yes. Oh. Um, and now it's all about him, him again. Too. So I'm sorry to spend this entire episode on my phone, but it's okay. No, it's you need a visual up. aid. Have oh, I, you seen uh, her dad? Dua Lipa's dad? Yeah. No, I haven't. Is he He's also hot? So <laughs> hot. You might oh need to God. provide Jill okay, a yeah, no, I'm so going to need hot. to look okay. that up. Wait, and while he's doing that, there's another show I wanted to ask you about because yes. you wrote uh, a piece for Elle about mm-hmm. Big Little Lies. Yes. The headline, oh no, I'm going to fuck it up. But I, it was, yeah, I think I know which one. The Step On Me one. Yeah. It the, was, <laughs> the Women of Big Little Lies ranked by how badly I want them to step on yeah, me, yeah, yeah. which is something I cannot believe I got away with, <laughs> nor got paid for. It's like, so amazing. <laughs> it's so stupid. And I was shocked that your number one was Madeline. Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I really came around on Madeline. Not, I didn't like her that much in the first season. Yeah. Um, I think um, as far as the like, whoever, whoever exudes the step on me energy the most, I think she, um, she, she, she's got it. Sure. I think, uh, you know, Renata. I want her. I want her to yell at me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nicole Kidman. I want her to cry on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Madeline, real, she's got the quips. You know, she's yeah. got those one-liners, and she's like bitchy in a way that I'm just like I don't even the way she walks is bitchy you know yeah how did you feel about the second season I thought it was um like a camp version of the first season you know (laughs) um I think that like I I wouldn't consider myself like a critic um so I'm not necessarily like watching tv and writing about it in a way that's like you know this is how television should be this is what you know this is amazing writing etc like I'm more like um watching it from a consumer standpoint where I'm like that was really fun yeah and it was like more of like a housewives drama than like a you know the first season covered some like really serious stuff mm-hmm. um and this season felt like a parody of it um in a way that was yeah sure like objectively <laughs> worse than the first season but like sure. i had so much fun consuming it Same. you know i, I feel like it. they were they were just sort of testing us like how badly do you want to simply hang <laughs> yeah. out with these women even if not right. a ton is going on <laughs> Pretty badly for yeah, me. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I think like for the queer community, we were like, ah, you 
probably just do anything and we'll be in. Yeah. Right. Right. Just, <laughs> just happy to see them. Yeah. Like it, all of them together on screen. I don't, you're reducing them to literally just one liners that like their characters would say, I'm still in. Fine yeah. with it. Yeah. I like it. Did you find your, did I? I mean, come on. Can yeah. You, oh, you've shown me. Dua yeah. This is Dua Lipa's dad. dad. I mean. Jesus. He looks like he's played Bond before. Yeah. Right? right? That's really crazy. Yeah. He's like if Chris Noth sort of took took better care of himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like took up running. He yeah. also like I think that like if had if he spends one year in Hollywood, he will be so hot. It'll be too good. It will be too hot for his own good. You yeah. know, yeah. like if he had like a little, if he let his like little gray scruff grow in a little bit, he would look like he would look like a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to do it. Well, a lot to take in there. <laughs> the next generation will have to take over for him. You know, he gave mm-hmm. he 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 really didn't birth, but he 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 produced. Yeah, sure. they're all really attractive. The whole the the whole leap of family. Mm-hmm. They're it's unnatural. Yeah, unimaginable hotness. God bless him. Do you have uh, like a signature celebrity crush? Um, I don't know. I I think like. Based on what people, what I put out there into the world via like social media and the things I write about, it would be like very obviously Taylor Swift. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I have like a crush on her. I think that I go through phases where I'm like, wow, she is so beautiful in a way where I'm like, I want to braid her hair and like have Mm -hmm. a sleepover. Um, But it's not in like the same way where like I see, you know, uh, someone like uh, Catherine Hahn or Kate Blanchett, somebody who's like a fucking like. 45 year old like dope actress where I'm like yeah. okay I want you to cut my throat like <laughs> that's more of like so I, yeah actually Kate Blanchett <laughs> I'll say I'll say Kate Blanchett yeah. uh yeah and Taylor Swift I think is more of like um she's like your it for me I relate to her as like um her being my older sister's best friend who like drives me to school where I'm just like wow like Kayla's so cool and like so pretty and like she has such good songs in her car and like stuff where, you know what I mean where it's just like more like schoolgirl, just like wow like she's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I've just grown up with her music for the past 10 years so it's like this bond I cannot break right you know did you watch the American Music Awards performance I did not because you know what I'm so frustrated about that frustrated about this is that you can't watch the ABC app live like at because you know we're on the west coast it's like it airs at 5 p.m here Mm -hmm. but they won't let you watch it live really so I tried to tune in last night meanwhile the show the AMAs are in LA so it's like happening live at 5 p.m but like I could not watch it until 8 and then I I was busy and I I wasn't doing I couldn't watch it at 8 Mm. so I didn't get to watch it but I mean I plan on watching a clip yeah or something did you watch it I didn't yeah I didn't uh yeah, I, and I don't know if they can put it on the app because of yeah. licensing or whatever. I don't know. Mm. I also, um, I don't really understand the AMAs as right. like a award system. They don't mm-hmm. make any sense you know? at all. Because yeah. like I, I understand the Oscars and the Grammys and the yeah. Emmys and like they, those are all, you know what I mean? Very I'm clear. Like, right. Yeah. And you know where it's coming from, whether it's like the Hollywood Foreign Press or the Academy or whatever. And I don't under who's voting. What America. is this for America? Yeah. But is it like, are we, is I, that what it is? Like, I think it is. Yeah. I think there is okay. some kind of, but before the internet, I don't know how mm-hmm. winners were chosen. Yeah. Cause I, I sorry. No, I, I was, you know, they gave Taylor Swift the like artist of the decade award. And on top of that, she became the most decorated um, artist <laughs> in the American music awards history. But I'm like, 
what does that mean? Yeah. And right. like, does that have weight? Does yeah. it not? Because it, that to me, feel, it feels like more of like the Teen Choice Awards where it's just like a fun show that that network puts on. Right. Yeah. So the I'm like. this just sort of put together. Right. And, it's, and it's like, so most decorated, like who's decorating her? You know, right. is it the fans? Is it like some like dudes at ABC? Like, what does it mean? It, it was an, ex- it was a Dick Clark award show at the mm-hmm. beginning. It was just oh, a right. way for Dick Clark to get another like music show right. on on television but yeah. yeah I don't know whoever voted for it I don't know who is in the American uh, music category uh, uh, who Academy? Are the yes. you know, my favorite is the Billboard Awards yes because they have them and they're live and they have nominees yeah but it's based on sales right it doesn't so make sense what the to me. fuck are you having nominees for <laughs> why, why are you announcing a winner they would know yeah and you can literally like look it up right? yeah <laughs> it doesn't yeah that one to me is also feels really like masturbatory where it's just like it, I mean like I guess awards shows are kind of turning into this thing now anyway where it's just like a, you know a tell of a, a, a reason to tune in and watch performances yeah because especially with music it's like the awards don't like matter i feel yeah. like you know right. what i mean or I, I guess just not in the same way whereas like i remember um you know who wins best actress like stuff like that um more so than i'm remembering like who won best pop album last year sure. at the grammys or something yeah. so then to even go to to the like second ranking of american music awards and Billboard Awards. I'm just, I just am like, I don't know what this is about anymore. Yeah, yeah it's just, yeah, it's outfits. Yeah. It's you know what? I also just learned the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is like 60 people. What? It's 60 people. And they come here for a couple months and all the studios throw parties and their stars just have to like. What? Do a song and dance for those 60 people. Like work the room. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not like. It makes no sense. A globe of critics right. making choices. It's and like. And I think that then after the. Those events, that's when those 60 people decide who's going to win. Yeah, I think. it is. So it's yeah. really just based on how well you've schmoozed. It's like a them. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. It is designed to get Pia Zadora a, a Golden Globe, okay. which happened. It's it's very weird. And the Golden Globes are what everyone always says is like the most fun because it's like they serve food and alcohol yeah. at the so event. So yeah, and it's just more, and and it isn't as serious as the Emmys or the Oscars. So it's like people don't really care. Yeah, you, know, you get to see as TV much. stars and movie stars at the same time. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. Never they they usually yeah. don't meet. I, my <laughs> favorite thing about the Golden Globes mm-hmm. and they don't do it anymore and they should do it. Uh, let's make our case right now. They up until sometime in the eighties gave an award for best new star. Best new wow. star. Best new star. Oh, I love that. It's so pure. It's yeah. so pure. Yeah. It's like the Isadora Wants award yeah. almost. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. so dumb. Best new huh. star. Best new star. <laughs> are you in a, like an Oscar movie? Tra- like, are you? Do you catch up on movies this time of year and sort of? Yeah, I um, I feel like I haven't been. I was very sheltered as a kid. Um, I did not see a PG-13 movie until I was literally 13. And it was Mean Girls. It was the first PG-13 movie I saw um, in theaters with my mom. And I remember her blanching at the word blowjob. So, like, I have had to play catch up for so long on, like, Oscar movies in general. So I don't think I have, like, a habit of watching all of the Oscar movies. And just in the past, like, you know, four-ish, five years that I've been, like, really, really working in, in media where I've really taken it upon myself to be like, okay, you have to like know what's going on and, mm. and whatever. Um, but I mean, this year I, I feel very lost. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention necessarily to what is on the like short list of what will probably get nominated. Um, and I, 
haven't seen anything. I know that like people are talking a lot about Parasite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which I really want to see. Yeah. Really good. I really want to see that. Um, I just saw. I don't think this is actually going to be an Oscar contender, but I just saw Wild Rose. Did you guys uh-huh. see that? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was phenomenal. Actually, it was. It's that movie. You've probably seen a trailer. It's like um, an Irish, right? She's Irish, an Irish singer who wants oh, to be a yeah. country star. Oh yeah. That's I thought it was so good. I was like, I walked out of this screening, and it was like the first time in so long that I felt like I really felt something during a movie and I was really like holding back tears holding back tears and then there's this gr- amazing musical number at the end and I just like burst into tears like it was, oh. it was amazing are you a crier in general yes <laughs> yeah okay. yes very emotional all the time um I don't think it takes much uh to make me cry in a movie although I think I can decide a lot of times where I'm like you know what I have enough going on right now I cannot take on the trauma of this movie where I'll almost be watching and like emotionally tune out like I'm just like I can't do this I'm not going to cry over this right now <laughs> you know what I mean but with Wild Rose I was really like oh this is so heartfelt it's so good and I was I'm going to go there <laughs> Was that your most recent cry? That was. Yeah. Or most recent cry was it? It was like three days ago. <laughs> Probably not. No. I mean, you did say that you had to lease a car today. Yeah, I, I, I might cry. And I had to go to the. Experience. Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom um, during the leasing experience today, and just like, I mean, the tears came up, and I was like, "Not now! Do not do this! You cannot show your. You can't show weakness." Oh, like um, a TV character, you went to the bathroom. Yeah, and like yeah. Gave yourself and a I was gripping the edges of the sink, just staring at myself, <laughs> splashing water on my face. Um, no, yeah, this morning I um I had to lease a car. I was returning my lease and getting a new one. And I was there from 11 a.m. until um, just after 3.30. And I feel That's like I have been through a war. Aggressive. Yeah. Um, if this lot. is the worst day of my life, I am very lucky, but it's up there. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh uh, before we take a break, who's your best new star of 2019? Best new star. Mm. I love that so much. Um, hmm. Who's who's made splashy debuts this year? Yeah, I can think. I don't know if when you said that this is not a relevant person at all. But I've just really always wanted it to happen for Zara Larson. Do you know her? Yeah, the pop star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like her to be a best new star. I also really like. um, I forget what uh, the actor's name is from Atypical, who plays Casey, the lead, um, who I believe is non-binary and just so cool. Um, I cannot think of their name, but them. that's a great best yeah. new star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also maybe Jennifer Aniston, you could argue sure. is sort of, she's moving she into a new, new re- uh, there's been a rebirth. Yeah. So. I would say best new star, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back with Gouda. It's me. There's my one friend from high school who's going to hear this is going to be like, wow, she's still going by Gouda. (laughs) Um, So Gouda. Yes. What is your current relationship status? I have a girlfriend, which is very rare. I never, it never happens for me, but I, uh, we've been dating for like eight months and I'm so Mm. happy. So eight months is a significant, Mm -hmm. it's. Very real by yeah. then, but you're still you still have some milestones to look forward to. I would yeah, imagine. I, I feel like I've noticed that there are there seem to be milestones every day. I think with when you're like really really dating and in love with a person, you know, because 
um, like just new levels of intimacy. Um, and it's like really, really small stuff, but like figuring out each other's little like personality quirks and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like eight months is enough time where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm in like, you know, I'm not yeah. like, um, I think there's that time period in the per first few months where you're just like waiting for it to end, you know, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, when does one of us figure out that I'm bad or that you're bad or it crumbles and implodes or whatever. Um, and so I don't feel like I, it's been a while since I've felt like that, which is good. Like, I just feel like I, we are both like relaxed into it and happy and moving forward, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. And I, I, I have not had many like long-term relationships in my life. So I, I feel hopeful that this will be like the big one. Mm -hmm. Um, or yeah. How'd you meet? We met on fucking Hinge, which I think is so funny because I i mean, I've i have never had any successes on the apps. I think that they are like soul sucking and mindless and mm. they make you just even the way that like you operate on an app turns you into like a terrible person, you know, mm. where you're just swiping and you're like, oh, my God, you're disgusting. And then you're like, <laughs> I would never say that in real life. Like, but it's it for, like just the act of it, it forces you to like reduce this person on this screen down to like oh my god your ears are fucking insane and then you're like yeah. i would never oh my god that's so awful you're like the way you are with people in traffic yeah just it, they're just dehumanized yeah they're completely dehumanized they're there's enemy. like they're like an there's an anonymity to it mm -hmm. and you know you'll like see someone on an app and you'll be like wow that person it's probably she's the one and then you don't match with them you're like fuck you <laughs> like, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense um so i think it's funny that i actually met somebody on hinge because i've been on i don't know a handful of um tinder dates and uh you know a hin another like hinge date kind of thing and they've all been so bad in different ways. Um, and I've never really, like, gotten along with somebody even from a dating app, um, which I'm not sure is actually a common experience. I know that people, a lot of people find love on dating apps. And my uh, my cousin got married from a Tinder date. So wow. it's uh, it's out there. It's happening. It's happening. I met yeah. my boyfriend online. But really? I also went on several bad dates. Yeah. I, I went on a date where, because I also feel like when you're on the apps, you're kind of or at least for me, I'm doing this thing of like, okay, I have to be dating. Like that's what adults do. And like, I'm depressed and I can change that by like dating. So I do it out of like necessity. And then I'll be like convincing myself being like, it's not going to be that bad. It's like, it, it's, a, it's what an hour of your life. You can make conversation with anyone. Um, and then you go and you do it. And like, I've had dates that were, I cut short after 40 minutes because it was so painful. And, and I really do feel like I'm the kind of person who can make conversation with anyone. And so to be met with the kind of like lack of response where I'm feeling like I have to go to the bathroom to call my friend to be like, what do I do? How do I get out of this? Yeah. Which yeah. I've done, um, is crazy. Uh, yeah. So what was your first interaction on hinge? Do you remember? Um, I do. I, we've talked about this so many times because I have a, both of us have really bad memories, but I always joke that I like literally do not store memories. And so I, and most of my like closest friends have gotten on me about this being like, how could you not remember how we met or whatever? I'm just like, I, I do not store not memories. Really. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all just like remembering names of Ariana Grande's songs. Like I can't remember real things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she, I guess, Oh my God, here I go again. I like, can't even remember. She responded to my, um, you know, there's like on Hinge, you can, there's like um, those answer templates. Um, oh, I think right. mine said true or false. And I just wrote Kate Blanchett and as my answer. Uh, 
And she responded to it um, about uh, Kate Blanchett. Was it that? Hang on. There was two things I remember we talked about right in the beginning. One was Kate Blanchett. And I remember she told me that um, she has really good genes and that she was going to look like Kate Blanchett when she was older. And I was like, okay, I'm already in. Um, But the other thing, which I think actually came right before that was um, I had something about Xena warrior princess Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, on my profile and she responded to that, I believe, being something about being Xena. Yes, amazing. And I was like, okay, so we have Xena in common. That is pretty much all I need, the fundamentals of any lesbian relationship. Or we, we're both like Xena, Xena. Okay, cool, Got perfect. It, Let's date. Um, and if you look like a young Kate Blanchett, then it's on. Yes, I know. I'm like super in. Um, yeah, so I think we just had, a, we had good banter right away, I think. And so did you make a date pretty quickly or did you go back and forth on the? Um, I would say pretty quickly for me, it was because it, it was probably like about a week or less. And I, I, I don't like when people message me like and are right away, like, let's get a drink. I don't like doing this thing on this app. And I'm like, yeah, nobody does. But like, I need, if we're going to do it, like I need this buffer where we have to like get to know each other online. And if you are like a weird texter and your social media is insane, like I'm probably going to think you're insane. And I know that's a horrible way to reduce a human being to like social media and texting, but it is like a weird part of our lives these days. And people who have completely unhinged social media presences tend to be unhinged in real life. Um, so like, I like, I don't like meeting strangers and doing the, like getting to know you thing right off the bat. Like I need more information up top, you know? So I think like if we, if I can find out that we, that you're funny, um, that, you know, you like make me laugh that we have like good banter right away. We have similar interests like Xena and Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable going into it, you know? And so what was the first date? The first date we went to um, this really this really divey bar called Residuals in Studio City. Do you know oh, it? Oh yeah, Jill. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. Please do. Residuals is a fine establishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Studio City staple. It really is. I love that it's called Residuals. Yeah. yeah. It's Have in you the been? yeah yeah actually yes. It's in the pilot of Barry. If anyone yes. remembers right. that. Yeah. Um, but in in Barry, they I remember they dress it up. Where it's like the it's called residuals because like residual checks I don't know Hollywood etc. Well, uh, you used to be able if you brought in a residual check for less than a dollar, mm. uh, you would get a free drink. Wow, that's and amazing. They and they the don't wall. do that anymore. I don't think they do. No, right? Because so in Barry, it's like they have this wall of residual checks, and I was like, whoa, cool. And I found out that I like live near it, and I was like, I want to go there at some point. Um, and when I went there, I was very disappointed to see bare walls. There were no residual checks. I think I saw like one in the bathroom. Yeah. Like it was like framed. They they gussied the place up about yeah. three or four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Some new owners came in and tried to make it tried to make it fancy. Yeah. It looks more like sports bar-ish it, now. Yeah. 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 It's um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so we went to residuals. Good choice. Yeah. I remember she um she she decided she was going to pick somewhere. And I was like, that's totally fine. And she sent me the name of a place called the baked potato. Sure. And I looked at the place on Yelp and I was like, I cannot be there. I cannot be in this space. <laughs> what is it, the baked potato? I don't know. It, it, it's, um, it's, it's another like divey bar, but it's the a jazz club. It, yeah. There's, I don't like jazz. I know that's mm. maybe a contentious take, yeah. mm. but I was like, I'm a very nervous dater. I'm nervous and anxious in general. 
Um, and so like being on a first date is like so high anxiety for me that I'm like, I at least want to be in a space that feels comfortable ish. Mm -hmm. Um, and I looked at the pictures on Yelp and I was like, I can feel myself spiraling right now, picturing myself in a room with these like jazz men playing like very <laughs> loudly and me trying to be like, so Xena, like, you know, um, and it was also the kind of place where there was like red carpeting or something that looked like it had been like the kind where you step on and it squishes mm, like like yeah. beer. No, no, no. Um, I just was like, I can't, I can't do it. I need to like eliminate as many like panic attacks as possible mm. um, for myself. And so I picked a place that was close to it. Um, and it was, it's, I mean, it's, I think you like it, right? I, I, yeah, it's fine. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has Stella on tap. Sure. Yeah. You know? Great. What else do you need? Yeah. And so you hit it off right away. No panic attacks, I take it? Uh, no panic attacks. Um, I, I actually wouldn't say we hit it off right away. I think we, I had like, I had a good time. She had a good time. Um, it took us a few dates to both really be like, yeah. Um, but I think the first couple dates, I, I definitely was like, I like her and I want to know more. Um, and then it, I think like both of, I think both of us was just two like hurt people who needed, mm -hmm. um, time to like ease into a thing. And so it, I think it took us time. We both like had our fists up being like, are you bad? Are you going to hurt me? Um, and so it took us both time, I think, to even like treat it like a real thing. Mm. Um, so I definitely liked her right away, but, um, I think I like it took me a while to stop telling myself no and to you know like I was really like protecting myself being like um you don't care about this you don't care no you don't care and um we always joke that like she almost ghosted me after the second date uh which is not true she did not actually almost ghost me um but there was like a period of time where we didn't text for like three days or something and I was like oh it's it's over and she hated me and what that's it and I like started like spiraling about it and I remember I was sitting in Starbucks with one of my best friends Steph and I was just like no it's just like I just like I don't care about this but like you know it's just like sucks it's like another thing and like I, I put myself out there and I went on a, a date and blah 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 and Steph was like um it kind of feels like you you care about this and I was like what no no and I was completely spiraling about this uh about how she hadn't texted me in three days and as I was spiraling about this in the Starbucks she texted me and I felt like such a dumbass and Steph was like who was that and I was like no no one, my mom, it was Emma. <laughs> yeah. And why, uh, what was the reason for the three day? Um, <laughs> I feel like she's going to kill me for talking about this, but it's so funny. Um, on our second date, she, we like, were joking right before, um, she was like, I'm we were like, I'm not going to mini golf with you. Like, I'm not going to do some dumb shit. Like, let's just like hang out and like do normal shit. And I was like, yes, agree. Like, I don't want to mini golf or anything. Like, I would be happy if you literally came over and we watched a movie. And she was like, I would do that. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so brave to like go to someone's apartment and watch a movie. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. And so she came over and, uh, I think we saw this from different angles. Cause for me as like a perpetually anxious person, I was like, okay, how do I like make my apartment look like a normal person? Like I'm not like a serial killer, like waiting in her den, you know, for her to come in and it's like, just like dead silent and dark and like whatever. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm going to put something on the TV just like lightly in the background so that like when she comes, it's a conversation starter. It's like mm -hmm. something we could like comment on before we like actually watch a thing or we, you know, and we'll like be in the kitchen, like have a drink or like whatever. 
Um, but what I decided to put on was the Taylor Swift Reputation Tour, and um, my girlfriend is not a Taylor Swift fan. Oh, and wow. so she came in, and she was like, oh, wow, like my first experience of you in your apartment is like you're alone watching Taylor Swift's <laughs> Reputation Tour. And I was like, no, 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 that's not it. Um, and so... We it, like then because it was a conversation starter. The majority of our conversation was about like my feelings about Taylor Swift and how much I like her, wow. and so I think like her takeaway was like she is way too into Taylor Swift and I am not, and like I don't know if I can give her what she needs. <laughs> um, and uh, does she dislike Taylor Swift or she's just not? Yeah, yeah, she does. yeah. Okay. She does. Um, which um is fine. I've realized. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It's, is can she give me what I need? Turns out it it doesn't matter uh, whether you like a pop star or not. Wow. Um, but yeah. people from diff- who with different political beliefs I really know. can. We're like the modern day Democrat Republican yeah. couple. Um, no, but I, I think that she's also. I mean, she's very sweet and open minded, and like um, will you know humor me at least if I'm like no, like just listen to like these lyrics are so good, and like y- y- this is what she was going through at the time, and blah blah. blah. And she's like, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was like the first point of contention was um, that she was worried that I was like uh, crazy, and <laughs> um, she was right. So yeah, <laughs> I okay. Just to get back to pop culture for a minute, yes, would love to. Uh, as a queer person, mm-hmm. what was your take on uh, "You Need to Calm Down" and oh. its Ugh, accompanying video? Question. Yeah, really good question. Um, uh, complicated feelings. I think that I feel, um, the way that everyone reacted, um, you know, I think that like, it was very like <laughs> straight splaining gayness. Yeah. Um, I, uh, with that being said, I think that to everyone is so, so hypercritical of Taylor Swift all the time mm-hmm. that, um, I was like, I don't know. I mean, like was, if this had been any, you know, like Spotify flop or like, you know, Katy Perry, like just anyone else, would we have really dissected it so much? Like, cause it was like the, it was net positive overall. It was sure. like, she did a really good thing. It just felt like a thing that could have happened five years ago. Right. Um, and, but like, you know, the, the biggest pop star in the world, like coming out and being like, you need to sign this bill and like gay rights and et cetera. And like being really in your face about it and rainbowy, like it's, that's, it's a good thing. It is. Um, but yeah, like there, it was a little bit tone deaf. Yeah. And, um, I think that, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think, I don't, I think what I was most disappointed about was that there was this rumor that everyone, I feel like in media had talked about for a year before, um, that she was going to come out as bisexual. Yeah, February cover of uh, uh, Rolling Stones. Uh, yep, yeah. yes. And I had, in the year leading up to the album release, I had, I don't know, three or four queer women or just queer people um, come to me and be like, you've heard about this, right? And I was like, I have heard about this, the bisexual Rolling Stone cover. Of course, like everyone in media knows about this. It's like this big secret everyone was keeping for some reason. And obviously that never happened. And I'm not sure where that rumor came from. People aren't talking about it enough, I think, because mm-hmm. I was very disappointed. Um, so I would like to be talking about it more. Um, but so I thought that, you know, you need to calm down was part of that journey. I think like yeah. every step of this felt like part of this journey towards her being like, no, I'm like being like super pro gay and all this stuff because like I am a part of this community. So I oh, was so you more think it's still coming. 
the bisexual cover. No, I don't think be. I don't think it is. I think that our our that ship has sailed. Mm. Um, but like at that time when it came out, um, especially the like yeah, I remember watching it like the second the video came out or the lyric video. And um, she says the word gay. That was enough for me. I didn't need to know any context. I was like, she said gay. She said gay. She's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to like, I don't know, to watch all the discourse and to continue um, being like, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for us. You guys, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is bisexual. And for it to never happen, I was mostly and this is not Taylor Swift's fault at all. I don't know where this rumor came from. I cannot fault her for not coming out as bisexual, mm-hmm. but I was personally upset by all of this. Yeah. Um, and also, I believe in my heart that she is, and so, uh, like, I have accepted Taylor Swift as, like, bisexual canon. Uh-huh. There is okay. nothing in me that believes anything else. Uh, I think... It does have a certain... It, ha- it has the ring of truth to it, I will say. Yeah, and I I, I am I am prepared for her publicist, Tree Payne, to, like, bang down my door like the FBI at some point and mm-hmm. be like, stop doing this. Uh, you know too much. Um, but I believe it, yeah. Can we talk about Tree for a minute? Because yes. she came up mm-hmm. a lot. I wrote a little about that, the uh, you need to calm down. I, I read your piece on it also, and okay. I thought it was amazing. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, my... Younger coworkers were like, "Uh oh, here comes Tree," and I was, like, "I don't, yeah. I don't know what or who that yeah, is." Yeah, she's like this like mythological shadow figure in yeah. the in the Swifty community. Community. Yeah, yeah. I l- the way that they said it, I th- was that I I thought. Like someone would be like a sniper dressed like a tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scarlett and, Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah, going to yeah. come to your door. But no, but she is like the, the, the PR protector. Mm, she sort is. Of. She's like this. She's like, um, like a Hagrid. Like she's like this gatekeeper <laughs> to the, the Taylor's with fandom where, um, I think that what, what I know about, I mean, I've never, you know, really like dealt with her or whatever. So anything I know is just like hearsay. Um, but I, I've heard that, you know, she, she's been with Taylor for, I don't know, a really long time, maybe like 10 years. And it's like her one client. Like this is like yeah. what she does mm-hmm. is protect Taylor Swift and sure. she, she does a good job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she is like the, the shadow Taylor, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back to something you said about your early days of dating your girlfriend mm-hmm. when you said you were both sort of hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> were you hurt because of a previous relationship? Yeah. Like failed relationship I think or what happened? A series. Yeah. I think um I had uh like the I mean to date the longest relationship I've been in is only like just under a year, like ten ten months. And I think after that um, I've only been dating women for like five years. I didn't come out until I was 23. Um, and so I, f- I think I got like the really like late start with um, even dating and then dating as an adult and like, you know, having real mature relationships. Um, but after my first girlfriend, I I felt like I just had a series of short bursts of things mm. um, where, uh, you know, I was like either super in love with somebody and then it fell apart Um, and, or it was like, even like a small thing of me being like, um, okay, I'm going to like go, I'm going to go out with this person a few times and me being like, not even that into it, but being like, yeah, I don't know, maybe it could go somewhere. And then them ghosting me and me being like, what's going on, you know? And so I think that like over time I learned to just not get excited about anything Mm. 
And I really felt like in dating my girlfriend, Emma, that like I have had to teach myself how to get excited, um, which sounds shitty, but I mean it in like a really happy way because I've, I've, it, it's like, you know, in the way that you could have like a limiter on an audio wave, which is something that I don't think anyone cares about. Um, but there, it, it's like, I, I, I taught myself how to stop um, caring or mm. being excited about a new thing or even like let alone daydreaming that it would like work out or anything and so I think like there especially in the beginning there was a series of moments where I had to be like I like say, like truly like say to myself in my head or whatever like you are happy this is good like just let yourself have it you know mm-hmm. um, and so I think like that was where I was coming from as far as a hurt person was just, you know, like I had been hurt or let down so many times by so many people that I was just like assuming this would go the same way. Um, And then when it wasn't, I was like, okay, uh, like you need to start doing some like real emotional work and like learn how to open yourself up um, or it will go away, you know? Um, Yeah. You wrote this really funny and, and, fascinating piece for I think them last year that was another headline I'm going to butcher but it was something along the lines of like my top eight breakdowns of 2018 (laughs) yes yes Uh, your yearly mm, year-end roundup was about your own sort of like you know panic attacks panic attacks um and I was just wondering you, you alluded to sort of being in a different place maybe partially because you're in a healthy relationship Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that I've had like a lot of ups and downs in 2019. Um, I think, yeah, the the main and the big up is being in a good and healthy relationship. Um, Yeah, I I think I had a, I had a bad, um, I had a bad time relationship and love wise in um, 2017. And so I think all of 2017 and 2018 was me kind of like, I don't know, swings of depression and um, being that hurt person and like having this um, fallacy, like proving it over and over to myself that like everything's going to go wrong and like don't get excited about this and that kind of stuff because and and then it just like would. So it was like I was proving these these true things to myself, whether it was about um, work or, you know, not getting a job I wanted or, you know, going out with a girl like four times and then getting ghosted or whatever it was. Um, and I feel like in 2019, I've been a lot more fortunate, um, as far as like meeting a great person and having that go continue to go well. Um, and also, um, work has been a little bit more plentiful. Um, thank God. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think that I am a person, I'm very, I'm very emotional and like anxious, depressive all the time. So when I wrote that article in 2018, it was because I had had truly like a harrowing year of panic attacks. Mm. Um, and I've, I feel like I've done so much work to try and, um, like offset those. And, um, I wouldn't say it has fully like worked because I have surely had my fair share of panic attacks and anxiety this year and continue to, but I would say uh, I've had definitely significantly less um, of a bad time in 2019 than in 2018. Um, where, you know, whereas like at the end of 2018, I thought 
I was like, yeah, you know, it would be the perfect way to sum up this year. talking about how many times I panicked my head off. Um, Whereas like, I don't feel that way right now. You know, 2019 won't have a roundup of that. If or if it does, it'll be a shorter list. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I can't really think of like a few like standout moments. I mean, like I can, I can even recall right away some of the ones on the, the 2018 list, which was like this one on a plane coming back from Montreal. Like, uh, there, the, I, I can, I know exactly how traumatic it was and why I was like, I need to write about this. Um, whereas this one I think was more of, I think I just, I, I'm always going to have this low burbling level of anxiety. Um, and a lot of being that kind of person is just learning how to like live like that. And, mm. Um, make things as easy for yourself as possible. Um, but if I can learn how to not get to the like DEFCON 1 panic attack, that's a win. What does that look like? The DEFCON 1? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to speak to the, the Montreal one that I was just talking about on the plane, that was um, the most harrowing <laughs> moment of my life because I was on a plane and uh, – I took a little tablet of um, uh, like some sort of THC, whatever. I have a friend who like um, gives out all these like weed products and she knows that like I don't do edibles. Like I I, I, I love smoking weed, but like it has to be mild like because mm-hmm. I'm so anxious. And she assured me that this was like I would barely feel it. Oh boy. And we got on the plane and it was like, I had just been stressed the past couple of days. It was like a work trip. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to like tune out and I need this. And then I took it and literally as it dissolved on my tongue, I was like, oh my God, was that a bad idea? Oh, oh my God, should I go throw up? And then I realized that I can't because it was like in my system already. Yeah. And I was like, it'll be fine. She assured me it'd be fine. It was not fine. Um, and I, I really like more so than I've ever felt in my life, could not breathe. Like, I felt like I could not breathe. And right when it started happening, I was like, oh, this is going to be really, really bad. Um, And I need to, like, figure out right now while I'm still, like, mobile how to make it, how to, like, make myself comfortable. And right at that moment, um, there was an announcement over the speaker uh, that um, there was a medical emergency on the flight. And I literally was like, was it me? They know. Yeah, I was like, is said. it me? <laughs> am I the emergency? Like, I was like, I am the emergency, but what the fuck else is happening here? Um, because in my mind, I was like, okay, what's the worst that happens? Like, you're panicking, you're not going to die. Like, it, it just, you've panicked before, you will not die. You, It's not like you're actually going to stop breathing. It just feels like that. Um, so I was like, if the absolute, like, worst case scenario is that you, for peace of mind, go tell a flight attendant, like, I am panicking, cannot breathe, and you know, they sit with you and do as much as they can, then like, great. And so as I'm thinking that like this alert happens, there's like some medical emergency on the flight. And I've never even been on a flight where that has happened, which apparently it's pretty common. But um, I, I didn't even, I don't even know what happened actually, because it was like, at the, the back of the plane and I wouldn't let myself turn around and see it because I was like, if somebody, if there is a corpse, I cannot see it right now. Yeah, like right. I cannot breathe. I can barely see. Um, I can't see this dead body. And I think that it was resolved. I think somebody was having an allergic reaction or something, but there were, I mean, truly like people running up and down the aisles. Like they were, they called for a nurse. Um, somebody shot down towards the back. They called for a doctor. Somebody shot down to the back. They called for an EMT. Somebody was like running with the, um, what is it called? The defibrillator. The defi- yeah. Oh, the defibrillator shit. case, like running down the aisle. And I was just like, oh my God, like we are, this is so fucked. And like, I, whatever. Um, I just remember, uh, trying anything 
um, anything physical helps me like come out of it. If I can do something with my hands, which is why like if I like scrolling through Twitter or something like that, that's like even if I'm not paying attention or reading, there's some sort of like physicality where I'm like if I can concentrate on doing a movement. Um, but I didn't have Wi-Fi and so I like couldn't do that. And I truly I took out my computer and just started pounding on the keyboard like stream of consciousness, just like writing things, even if it was all capital letters. I am panicking. I cannot breathe. I cannot breathe. Oh my God, I'm going to die here. Like stuff like that. And I wrote like probably 10 pages in the form of what one paragraph that goes down for 10 pages of um, like just psychosis. And I've never looked at it because I like don't want to revisit how dark it was. Um, But I have it saved somewhere because I think one day I'll be far enough away where it will be funny to look at it, but it was really not funny. I really thought I was going to die. I've been there many a time. Yeah. And the the weird thing is that through it, mm-hmm. you're breathing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You're breathing. Which is cr- like, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. you're mm-hmm. alive. But it's like your brain is like, am I breathing enough? Mm-hmm. Like, is this real breathing? You know, yeah. you just are convinced that you're somehow not yeah. right. on a basic level. Yeah. Like doing the bodily functions of living right. yeah. correctly. Yeah. And I, um, thank God I had, it was in like a, an empty flight and I had the entire row to myself. Yeah. Like I had three seats. So, and I literally like, I had a blanket and I went under it and like leaned against the window and was just like, I, I'm not functioning. Oh. And I was just thinking like, oh my God, if there were people around me, like, so close in quarters where like, uh-huh. I already feel like I can't breathe on this plane. Like if, the, if I actually was in close quarters with somebody, like what would that look like? Uh, and it was middle. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh Lord. It's a nightmare. And I also, it was a, it was a work trip. Um, it was like, um, free form had flown out, uh, maybe like 10 journalists. I, I'm using that term lightly journalist, um, to the set of the bold type. Uh-huh. And it was like a really lovely and fun trip. And I like met such cool people and, but it was like the kind of thing where I don't know them that well yet. Like we had spent two days together and so I was like, I cannot let anyone see me like this. Like I will truly die if I have to like walk to the bathroom to, I don't know, like throw up or something or yeah. even to just sit by myself or like whatever, oh like, God. or if I have to pee, like if I have to get up at all, I will see one of these 10 people on this plane. Oh, no. And I, like, can't handle an interaction right now. Like, I literally am, like, in tears. And so that also added to it because it was, like, that thing of, like, like, if I had had a family member or, like, somebody close to me, it would have been so nice for somebody to just be, like, you're okay. But it wasn't, like, somebody like that that I could ask that of, you know? It felt like this weird thing where I was, like, it's going to be – I'm going to feel insane if you find this out about me right now, you know? Yeah. And that added some weird pressure to it. And so did you, did it sort of dissipate mid-flight or? It, um, towards the end of the flight, I think I was like really, really in it for probably two hours, which, yeah, which is crazy because, you know, usually like a a bad panic attack, it's, you know, it peaks and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this, because I had taken like some THC, like it was like, I had to wait out that period of time, Mm -hmm. um, so once that started wearing off, I started like being okay. Um, I also have a, um, I lit, I bought this right after because I was like, I have to prevent this from happening again. Cause I'm also not good on planes in general. So I was like, I, I'm obviously never going to take any weed or like supplement yeah. on a plane ever again. But in case I am panicking, I bought a, um, Nintendo 3DS 
because nice. like if I don't have Wi-Fi or anything, like I can like truly just play and like look at a screen and like do something with my thumbs, mm-hmm. which and I have done that on planes. I use it now all the time. And like it, it is so helpful. Yeah. Um, Great tip. I don't, yeah. And like, I don't give a fuck about Mario Kart, like, at all. Like, it is not mm-hmm. really stimulating for me. Um, I do think Mario Kart is straight culture. Um, yeah. And I also bought Pokemon, which I loved as a kid, but I'm like, I can't follow this right now. But like, to be able to just immerse yourself in truly anything, it does not matter that you can be like having to pay attention because you have to be doing something physical mm-hmm. rather than watching a movie or something. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Great tip. Yeah. Anybody out there. Sorry for that diatribe on no, no, attacks. No, no, yeah. no, no. That's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to yep. get that stuff out and to hear it from someone else mm-hmm. who yeah. has such similar experience. I know. I mean, I, I, I feel like I don't, even though we are start like moving into a space where people are way more comfortable talking about mental health and panic attacks and everything. Um, I don't feel like it's, it's definitely not normalized yet. And I still feel like people don't talk to like, the extent of it. Yeah. Like I think I talk to a lot of people who um, suffer from anxiety, from generalized anxiety and, you know, like the feeling of like, wow, why can't I do anything? Why can't I just have a normal brain? Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't feel like I've talked to that many people who have opened up about like that level of um, like truly feeling like you're losing your mind and you're going to mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Um, and which makes me feel, I'm like, is it not common? Is it that people are scared to talk about it? Right. I think people do, mm-hmm. but speaking for myself, I read it and I'm like, that's similar to what I'm going through, but mm-hmm. mine's worse. Exactly. In, in the yeah. same way that like when you're it. having a panic attack, mm-hmm. you know in your head that you've had them before mm-hmm. and you felt this bad before yeah. and nothing bad happened. Yes. But in your, but you convince yourself, yeah. well, this is the one. Yeah. But this yeah, is the one no where reasoning. I never come back. This totally. is the one where I die. Yeah. So yeah, you're like- it's an experience that you have to go through mm-hmm. completely alone. You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it does every. T- I, I talk about that all the time in therapy that I'm like, I cannot, um, like, reckon these two things, like, or with these two things. Like, I cannot. It's like I'm hearing you. And everything you're saying makes sense. I know that I'm not going to die. Uh-huh. I know these things. And you saying them feels good to hear. Um, and in the moment, I cannot implement it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, I haven't been able to like, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm there in my training yet, but yeah. like, I, I haven't been able to reconcile those two things of like knowing that it's going to be okay and actually letting myself calm down. Is that the right thing for a person to say who's with you in that moment? I mean, is what, there like something? You're not going to die. Yeah. Just reminding you that you're okay. I think so. I mean, I, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I remember what it was. This was also on my panic attack list was um, I was in England last year in the tube and which I hate and uh, just claustrophobia. Mm. It's hot. There's a lot of people, whatever. Um, And it was during rush hour. And so it's like more so than in New York City when you're when you're packed together. It's truly sardines in in England, in London. Um, And I was with my dad or with my parents and my dad was, I mean, I was, I, I easily could have lost it in the same way that I did on the plane. I could feel myself going there, but there was something about like just having my dad's presence there, knowing that I had a person who cares about me in that way, who like, you know, if I fainted or not that that has happened, but like if that were to happen, cause that feels like it's the fear is that like my brain is going to stop working. Mm-hmm. Um, just the like assurance that there's somebody there, um, 
helped so much. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, he didn't even, you know, he was kind of talking to me a little bit, like being like checking in, like, you're good. You're good. Right. And I'm like, okay. Like, and that was helpful, but like just his presence alone was so infinitely so much better than being alone on the plane and being like, no one can see me like this. Um, I'm going to die alone here. Mm. Um, now I don't even have the flight attendant, you know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think, and it, which sucks is like, you can't, obviously you can't plan when a, pl- a panic attack's going to happen. Can't make sure it's around a loved one. Yeah. Um, but that, that has been something that has been so helpful is to be with someone when it's happening. And someone who it sounds like is able to sort of read your energy and, mm-hmm. you know, knows what certain yeah. triggers are. Your dad sounds pretty great. I mean, you were telling us before yeah. he helped you with the car thing. He's so I great. Mean, sounds pretty awesome. He's, and so he's great. out here. He is out here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm from New Jersey originally, but um, my whole family moved out here um, after me. Yeah. Uh, I moved out here for work, like after college. And then my little sister came to school here and my parents were looking to move somewhere in New Jersey. And then they were like, uh, they're, the girls are not coming back here ever. Yeah. So they came out here and it's been so nice having them oh, around. Wow. Are they in LA? Mm-hmm. Or well, they're in Moore Park, which is like an hour oh, north of LA. Yeah. My sister lives in LA. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's what really part good. of New Jersey? Uh, Mountain Lakes. It's a very small town that I feel like no one would know unless you're from New Jersey, um, in North Jersey. Uh, it's uh, in Morris County, which is like 40-ish minutes from Manhattan. Okay. okay. Nice. Yeah. It's been an absolute goddamn joy. Yes. <laughs> Has it? I feel like yes. I darked everyone out. Not no, at no. Talking about, okay, good. Very yeah. cathartic. Yeah, um, and we're we're fans. And so thank you. I'm a fan of you guys too to in this you. podcast. Thank you, Jill. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.